This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 348. Go give us a listen. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Also, please purchase a t-shirt. ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Give us a like on Facebook. Go watch our videos on YouTube. YouTube.com slash out 11 and also give us a follow, please, at Marking Out. You can follow myself, Dave the Rave, at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. And also go follow Brandon at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you today? I am doing awesome as always. Um, unfortunately, this past week, though, there was a huge tragic event in Las Vegas. Um, census. Yeah. Very tragic and sad and disturbing. Uh, yeah, very highly disturbing. Our condolences and thoughts and uh, like just go out to everybody that's been affected by this horrific event. Um, it, I mean, it was at a at a concert. This guy just mowed down everyone. Uh, just like who ever could think that you go to a concert this day and age and you have to be on alert that some sort of event like this may take place. Uh, just very scary. And, and I, it's just tough to fathom at times. Like it took a long time for us to put out a tweet because it's just so difficult to kind of think of just to put your thoughts into words. Even right now, thinking about this and trying to speak about it, it's just so difficult because it's, it, it's just, it's tough to put a word to this. I mean, it's, I can't you can't even fathom this stuff. Um but yeah. More Yeah, not that much information is out right now. They're still un unveiling more and more details, but just very unfortunate and our heart breaks and our condolences to everyone that's been affected by this in Las Vegas and outside of Las Vegas with family and friends that uh were involved. But Let's continue on with uh, with the podcast. So, what else have you been up to this week? Uh not not too much, not much at all. Um, went to day one of New York Comic Con yesterday. Yeah, how was the uh, the day one festivities? Uh, it was good, but it, like I like I'm dreading Saturday because. Like I said it when they first announced Comic Con, was that the Javits Center is under construction, mm -hmm. so they have the same amount of people going in a smaller setting. Mm -hmm. So Thursday is normally like a lighter schedule and everything. Uh, with a lighter crowd amount and whatnot, which it was definitely a lot less people there. Uh, not even a lot less people. There were less people there. But uh, it was still uh, very crowded. 
So That's... Saturday, normally mm-hmm. it's like a peak day. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to standstill traffic because pe- people people just don't walk. They just don't walk. And it's like the worst. And if it's like, if you're going to a booth that's mm-hmm. like at a cross section, mm-hmm. good luck. It, it uh, From the videos that I've seen, it seems like it was, wasn't too bad. It seems like that main entrance is the most crowded area. And then the aisles didn't seem too bad. No, the aisles, it, depending on where you were, were definitely crowded. Okay. How I'm assuming the most action was at the Funko station or uh, uh, whatever. That was that was pretty crowded over there. Now um, I don't get it. Why do they do a lottery system for that? Like instead of is it just because limited supplies? Yeah. Because if they didn't do a lottery supply uh, a lottery for it, then you could just have an unlimited amount of people going in there one time, and I guess they would sell out right away or you'd have to like be you'd have to camp at new york comic-con basically to get in mm-hmm. i wonder people if people is... apparently do and they're like comic-con's like oh we don't recommend camping and it's like what don't say we don't recommend it just say do not camp outside new york comic-con yeah um all right so what was so like the way that I, i've never been to one i went to a video game uh co- uh convention before but not uh, Comic Con. I would imagine Comic Con being a lot larger. I well, where was the no video one, thing? That was at Javits, I, no? Yeah, it was at Javits as well. Um, I so feel like that, I'm one what of those. What did that look like? Um, what did that look like? It looked like just I presume the same thing, just a row of booths. Um, they had like a little section of video games, um, and then just uh, signings all over, but. It just seemed like a madhouse. Like I didn't know really where uh, every booth was, what was at every booth, what was being presented. So it was kind of a madhouse, but that was also – They didn't have a map? I don't – I think they did, but it didn't really say anything that helpful on there for me. I mean I don't really know any of these companies or the – any of the booths' names. I mean this was before Funko too. I mean this was back in like maybe 2006. 2005 maybe uh 2006 it was something around then um so it was before twitter and all of all that stuff that really helped get information out there now if i went to a comic-con i would need a plan i would need to know exactly like all right so we're getting there at nine nine or eight or ten o'clock when the doors open we're going to go to this place first then this place then this place how do you do that without like with, because uh, I know you don't have a game plan outside of the Funko. No, How do you, you manage? About? I don't have Funko on my list. Well, I thought that you were going to stop by there to see the the see them. Well, I was just going to go look. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You would go uh, take a look, but outside of that, like I feel like if I went in there without a plan, I would be in such a panic. Well, I only yesterday I did have a plan. I was just going there. I was going to hopefully go see a panel. Which I've never done a, a Comic Con panel before. Which I went to see uh, Melissa Joan Hart and her mother's panel for The Watcher in the Woods, mm-hmm. which is a show, a movie that she directed. And um, how was how was it? Uh, it was fine. It was it, I. It was just a panel. It was them. Is it 
So it was just them discussing this movie. They, and showed, then, like, they, showed, they showed a clip of the movie, and then uh-huh. Melissa Joan Hart and her mother came out, and they had mm-hmm. a uh, a guy that led the panel. Okay. And then after they were done discussing the film and asking, talking about the panel and stuff, uh, they they opened the floor to question and answers. Any Clarissa questions? Um. I don't know if it was specifically Clarissa related. Somebody got up there with a similar name, and she, and <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart goes, "Well, I apologize because like <laughs> she goes, she said it's always so difficult. Like when somebody comes up to me and their name is Clarissa or something similar or Sabrina, uh-huh. because it's like they always get like, oh, what are you a witch or <laughs> oh, can you explain it all? That's funny. <laughs> I, I I would imagine Clarissa Clarissa." Melissa Joan Hart being like kind of a cool person to chill with. I mean, she's a pro wrestling fan too. Yeah. I'm surprised. You should have asked a question about pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, I didn't <laughs> want to get up. I'm kind of curious about her pro wrestling fandom because she's very proactive with well, proactive. She's yeah. Why not proactive with pro wrestling on Twitter and everything and how large of a fan base that she has with that. Yeah. Um, that's pretty that's pretty cool. What other like did they have just signings like at Justice League or anybody from Marvel or Stan Lee? Were they there from for signing autographs and stuff? They would they would have been down at the autograph alley. Okay. Uh where like those are normally like the super expensive stuff where like Mark Hamill is charging like three hundred bucks or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Mark Hamill was there. But Stan Lee is retired from doing New York Comic Con for whatever reason. I th- okay. I he, was, he was there last year. Okay, last year was his last year. But he still does other Comic Con, so. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, maybe maybe contract or something. I don't know. I don't know. But the guy, yeah. I don't know, Doctor Who. Maybe I'm gonna just assume Doctor Who was the person. He was there. There's a bunch of doctors. Yeah, I don't know. He was an old dude. Oh, oh, Peter Capaldi probably he the newest one. I have no idea, but uh, yeah. So they have like the Animaniacs are down there signing. So now for like Peter Capaldi or people like that, you have to and Animaniacs, you have to go to the autograph alley. alley yeah. So or, or did, whatever autograph. Well, I don't know what the, it's actually called, but well, we'll go with autograph alley. Did you go there and walk uh, through? Yeah, I just walked through and checked it Take, out. Take any pictures of anyone? Or? It actually says you're not allowed to f- use photography and videography down there, which is so stupid. Makes no really? sense. Yeah, and it's funny because Comic-Con posted a picture from down there. Yeah. And somebody, re- like the second response was, uh, ahem, I thought you couldn't f- <laughs> photograph down there. I would only presume it's because they're charging for the autographs down there, uh, for the photos so much. You know, like know. It's so stupid. Um, yeah. All right. So now talk about these booths. So at the booths, when you're walking around, is it strictly comics or is it uh, costumes? No, there's, yeah, there's toys, there's costumes, there's t-shirts, there's buttons. Are they all overpriced or fair price? I don't price? know. I don't, Did I you don't not look? look at prices. No. But... Well, I mean, like, are we talking like, are people selling t-shirts and stuff for five to $10 it's like, or are we like, talking like $35 like per concert? Show. It's like a pro wrestling show. So, but are we talking like $35 for... Like something like that. I'm sure. I mean, there could be. I don't know. Sci-fi was giving out free screen-printed shirts on the dot. Oh, cool. I didn't go, but 
All right. So now what other – did you go stop by any booth specifically or no? Well, I went – Headlocked Comics had uh, Christian, DDP, and Tommy Dreamer. So I went over there. Did you have to pay for all three of them or yeah. is it – Yeah. That's – But like that's what – it's a wrestling convention. That's the same thing. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, I – And where I, else are you meeting Christian? Like – he doesn't do signings like that often. Zack Ryder's wedding, duh. Yeah, because I'm going <laughs> to get invited to that. Dude, we're marking out. We, we, we gave him <laughs> this break. We broke yeah. him into this business. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess the entire paying so much for autographed picture is still kind of like I don't get, but then I understand that it's like the people booking them that chooses the fees and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it definitely, right. it definitely sucks like – I mean, it's weird. Like, I went over to – when I was down by the autographs, they had – Jim Cummings is there, who I planned to meet on Saturday. He was the voice of, Duke. like, our generation of Pooh and Tigger and stuff. Uh, uh-huh. um, so many other characters. But I saw somebody had – and his he's charging uh, – what was it? I think it's 40 for a picture and an autograph of him. Okay. So I think I want to say it was like thir- maybe thirty for an autograph. Uh huh. This dude thirty dollars for an autograph for Winnie the Pooh. For Jim Cummings. Yeah, I don't know. He's like That's super famous. But this one dude had like at least six Funko Pops signed. So it's like. Like, that's, I mean, to do. What do you mean? To to go there and spend that much money for, like, like oh, I need to get these pops signed. Is, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost 200 bucks alone. Oh, so he, oh, okay. So he, you, he paid to get each pop figure autographed. Yeah, and then I saw he had, like, he might have had, like, two Red Rangers, Maybe three Megazords for whatever reason, or two Megazords. I mean, maybe he's selling them. Yeah, that's very possible. But who? Knows? I mean, I think they might have just been different variations of the the pop, though. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm looking up uh, James Cummings right now. I, I'm not familiar with him, but I did watch that I, YouTube I, video. I did, I did say Jim. Oh, sorry. I'm on his Wikipedia page, and it says James Cummings. And. But- Jim. And you are 100% familiar with him. How do you not yeah. know Winnie the Pooh? I mean, yeah, but if you tell me Winnie Pete? the Pooh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, of course. Pete? But if you say his name, Pete? Yeah, from from Disney? The goofy stuff? Pete? I don't know who Pete is. Pete, the big fat guy? There's oh, no way you don't know Pete. Go- Goofy's villain? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Taz. Taz. He does Taz. Yeah, he was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Aladdin, uh, Pinocchio, Lion King, Page Master. Yeah, he was a hyena. Huh? He was a hyena. He was Scar. He was also Scar. No, he was Scar's singing Singing voice voice. in like the second half of Be Prepared. Oh. Yeah. And then he was Zulin for. Farouk in Aladdin. Yeah. All right. 
So is I it, guess those he, are the guards. Yeah. So cool you definitely stuff. going through his list. Definitely have to know him. I, yeah, but I wouldn't recognize his face. I mean, if you if you come to me two weeks and say, "Hey, do you know who this guy is?" I definitely may not. There's a good chance I won't remember his name. Well, that's quite a possibility. But like, it's a voice actor, so he's more famous for his voice than he is his face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cat dog. He was cat. I can't even. It's funny. Like I'm watching. Sometimes it's like the same. Across, it's the same basic voice. Like, but it's funny. Sometimes like I'll, you, go, I'll go on YouTube and I'll rewatch a clip of something, or it will be on trending or suggested or something like that. And I watch it. I'm like, wow, I do not remember this voice being like this. And like, or it will be too. It will be so much more deeper than I remember, or so much more uh, of a lighter voice than I remember. And it's just a softer tone. And I'm like, wow, I. My memory is shot with this. But, well, all right, so anything else to speak about it? No, that's, I mean, basically I just walked around yesterday and. And now you're going back tomorrow as well, correct? Yeah. Are you excited? I'm actually dreading it. I already said I was dreading it because I know how crowded it's going to be. And uh, I don't feel like waiting on lines, but I want to get. Autographs. I need to get uh, Austin St. John, who is the Red Ranger. And now, why didn't you get these autographs the other day? I know, I know, you were going with Mike. Yeah, Mike, his brother, and somebody else were all going to on Saturday. So, but I mean, like, why? why So why am I gonna? gonna Why am I gonna do it? What? Are the lines going to be shorter on that first day, or no? Is they were. Always, I mean, is it constantly like? At, at one point, the lines were short, but like that's could be the same thing on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I just didn't want to bring mad stuff with me yesterday, and then. Oh, so you didn't even bring any of your uh, stuff with you? Well, I mean, I, I brought a WCW magazine to get signed by DDP, and then I brought. A Christian figure. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So, anything else to report? No. Nice, nice. Um, well, my week was pretty good as well. I... What did I do? Yeah, it stinks. Recently, I, I haven't been doing all that much at all. Um, just, yeah, did nothing, did nothing. Watched some of this baseball game, though. The wild card games, those are always eventful to make the playoffs. Officially make the playoffs. It's, they're stupid. They are so stupid. I You you yeah. win you win a game, a playoff game, a wild card game, whatever. You're uh, shooting champagne everywhere. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like the – it's just for ratings. I mean, I like the way that they used to have it, you know? I don't, the way, I don't know. Like you would just have – like the it would just be the team that – with the better record instead of uh, them having to face each other. Because oh. there could be a significant difference between those two teams at times. So – but, you know, whatever, whatever. All right, well, let's talk about some outside-the-ring news. Um, unfortunately, this week, 
legendary Memphis announcer Lance Russell passed away at the age of 91. Um, I'm not too familiar with Lance Russell, are you? I mean, when I've seen clips of that sort of wrestling, I know him. Mm -hmm. But I'm not so familiar with him. Yeah. Um, But still an unfortunate passing. Jerry Lawler was supposed to be at Comic-Con. But because of this passing, he's uh, down down there. Yeah, that that would make sense with the Memphis connection and everything. Yeah. Did he work for Lawler's promotion? Um, sure he worked for, I mean, I'm sure he worked for Memphis Wrestling. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, also this week, Jeff Hardy underwent successful surgery for his shoulder. Uh, rumor has it he'll be out for six to nine months. Um, what kind of, are you, do you know what surgery he had or no? Wasn't it shoulder surgery? Well, yeah, but what was it for? Like we, I, I'm not too familiar with why he actually had the surgery. If it was a a tear or I don't uh, know. Uh, anything, a dislocation. Well, but we hope that he has a speedy recovery. Um, and yeah, I think that this is going to be. It, it's funny sometimes these injuries that do take place in pro wrestling, they are kind of like I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but sometimes. They just – they are well-timed. So how is this well-timed? Well, because if you think about it, like with Roman Wayne, Roman Waynes, Roman Reigns a few years ago, he had a, a well-timed injury uh, when he was getting so much heat behind him. And I feel like they couldn't figure out a way to carry over the time. So, And he ended up with an injury. So it kind of took the stress over having to book him every single week and keep that momentum. With him, I feel like it's it's okay with Jeff Hardy because now with the Hardy Boys, I don't think that they were ever going to put the titles back on them. And I don't know if they were going to be in that title scene unless they were going to elevate a few people, which I think they definitely successfully did since their return to WWE. And now I feel like with his injury, it takes him aside. But Matt being – like they both have successful solo careers – so now this could be a good outlet for Matt to start doing his thing. And Except Jeff has been doing nothing but tag team. I know, I know. But, you know, give it time. Give it, it, time. it was a torn rotator cuff, by the way. Okay. That's, that's pain. But a, so a and, full thickness tear of his supraspinatus? Yeah, supraspinatus. Tendon uh, and a couple of other areas in the shoulder. Oh. All right, so he'll be recovering from that. Yeah, but now he can come back and it'll be a. I think it will work out. So speedy recovery to him. Yeah. Um, the movie Pandemonium. That the Vince McMahon biopic is uh, being rumored that the part of Vince McMahon has been offered to Bradley Cooper. Interesting. Former former guest host of Monday Night Raw. That's kind of interesting. I am, I'm intrigued. Uh, is this going to be a straight-to-DVD deal, or we don't know? I don't know. I would assume if it's Bradley Cooper, it's not going to be straight-to-DVD, because what does he do that's straight-to-DVD in 2017? Oh, I, I have no yeah. clue. I have, I have no clue, but, I mean, you just never know. 
Yeah, I don't. But, but I assume no. Whatever happened to that Chris Benoit movie? I don't know. I know for a while they kept on talking about that and uh, tossing around big names for that. Even that Andre the Giant movie, or was that put out? No, that's an HBO thing. Like, it's already been released? No. Okay. Because I know they were talking a long time about that, too. Well, movies take time. Yeah, that they do. Um, Brandy Rhodes and Cody will be featured on the E! Network. WAGs. Are you kidding uh, me? How old are you? It's WAGs. Uh, WAGs Atlanta. Do you even Uh, know what WAGs stands for? Wives and Girlfriends? Oh. Well, I'm happy I didn't know that. Kelly Kelly was on the original series? No, I'm not familiar with it. It it aired after Total Divas? Maurice was on it with Kelly Kelly? I didn't even know Kelly Kelly was on a reality show. Yeah. Is it a reality show or is it an interview show? It's a reality show. Oh, well... All right. Well, that's what an embarrassing segment. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't care. So, Shit so basically, care. Cody Rhodes and Brandy are going to be airing after Total Divas at some point, I assume. Yeah, maybe. Shayna Baszler officially joined the Performance Center. Uh, they were putting out a few videos of her training. Um, I, I think after her performance at the uh, May Young Classic. Definitely deserving to be down there among all that talent. And I'm looking forward to her progression in pro wrestling. Right? Yeah. And uh, they basically said the door is always open for Ronda Rousey. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, WWE announced that War Games will be coming back. Under NXT TakeOver War Games. Yeah, taking place the night before Survivor Series. Um, definitely an exciting moment to see that they announced this. I mean, we know War Games from the WW, uh, WCW fame. And it, it's an intense match. And I think that NXT could really do some good with this. I have more, I have more confidence with... Uh, NXT putting on war games, a war games match, as opposed to uh, uh, main roster event putting on war games. So I, war- I want, I want nothing. Match. Say that again. Is war games every match is sanctioned like this? Uh, every match has the two rings next to each other inside of a cage, right? Every, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I don't I, see them breaking down a ring or putting another ring up. Exactly. But no, not every match takes place in the ring. I mean, in the two rings. It's a, like that's not a thing that, that has to happen. So, what? so through the entire night, they're going to have the two rings next to each other, though? And uh, you're just going to be focused on the one I'm, ring? Listen, I'm not even confident that they're doing... I want nothing less than the two rings and the cage. But there were definitely times I I mean, like when they did um, NWO versus WCW I think it was where they didn't have it was just one ring and no cage 
Mm-hmm. And it was the same format where it's like it starts off one on one, and then goes. You get more as the time progresses, more and more get added to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope it's like the the like the famous war games as opposed to not having two rings or not having the cages. Yeah, it, it's. It's going to be eventful regardless, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what what they do with that. And um, I, I won't be now, watching... I, don't I assume that I they, won't be watching huh? live, <laughs> because I'll be in Disney. Oh. But. Yeah. Well, avoid Twitter, avoid your phone. Um, yeah, so that is the Outside the Ring news. Um, some independent results to speak on. House of Glory on the 29th, Chapter 2 in Queens, New York. The House of Glory Crown Jewel title was on the line in a three-way match. Leroy Green picking up the victory over Anthony Gangon, the champ, and Ken Broadway. The Private Party picking up that victory over the Herbal Affairs. G.H. Flanders defeated Caveman. The House of Glory Tag Team Championships were defended in a handicap match. Two-on-one, Steve Mack defeated... The New York Wrecking Crew, or Monster Mac, I don't know. Uh, Monster Mac? Yeah, uh, disqualification. All right. Evander James picked up the victory in a six-man scramble match. Sonya Strong defeated Tessa Blanchard. Juba and Smiley defeated Brian Burgundy and TJ Marconi. And for the House of Glory Heavyweight Championship, the champion Amazing Red defeated Ricochet. Yeah, uh, NYWC Till I Collapse on the 30th in, uh, at the NYWC Sportatorium. Fusion titled number one contendership on the line in a six-way match. Joe Gacy picked up the victory over Jaden Vallow, Kit Osborne, Max Caster, Mouse, and Tyler Murphy. Aiden Ball defeated Spider. Papadon defeated Mike Orlando. High Society picking up that victory over Ash Flanagan, Johnny Radke, and Tinder Tom. You also had the NYWC Scarlet title on the line. Willow Nightingale defeated Chris Statlander. The NYWC Tag Team Championships were also on the line. The champions born and bred successful over Dave McCall and Nate Carter. I believe this is the reps' uh, NYWC debut uh, tag team match. So good to see them in uh, and what did we see? The Beer Belly Bandits picked up the victory over the Benson Bros. Uh, oh, sorry, they teamed up. Beer Belly Bandits and the Benson Bros picked up the victory over Gangsta, uh, Gangsta in Training, GIT, J-Red, Randy Summers, and Rick Cataldo. Big O defending that NYWC Fusion Championship successfully over Joe Gacy. Yeah, who picked up that victory to become number one contender earlier in the night. Talon defeated Mike Verna. Bam Sullivan and Victoria Von Black defeated Stockade and Tara Calloway. NYWC heavyweight title on the line. Bull James defending against Joey Ryan, but the match went to a no contest. On the 13th of October, upcoming I Believe in Wrestling, I Believe 137 Team Vision Dojo in Orlando, Florida. You're going to have Florida Tag Team Championship on the line. 
Ch- uh, Chico Adams and Mike Paro, the champs, uh, going to be taking on Jarrell Clark and Chasen Rance. Also going to be seeing the Florida heavyweight champion Aaron Epic. Jesse Neal will be there. Many more. Check it out. Yeah. On the 13th of October in Rahway, New Jersey, you're going to be seeing WrestlePro. A barbed wire match will be held where Pat Buck will be facing off Dan Moff. And if Pat Buck loses, he will never wrestle in pro WrestlePro again. Yeah. WrestlePro championship match. Chris Avery Queeling, the champ, going to be taking on Bobby Wayward. The Spirit Squad taking on the Taboo Crew. Also scheduled to appear the Million Dollar Man, Al Snow, Sanjay, Joey Janela, Fala, Ba, Mario Bokora, the new tag team champions, the Apple Corps. On the 14th of October in Brooklyn, WrestlePro taking place. The championships, tag team championships taking place. Uh... Apple Corps defending those titles against LAX. Dallin taking on Sanjay Dutt. Delroy taking on Al Snow. Followed by Mario Bokara. Going to be taking on Mike Verna and Big O. Yeah. Haven't seen them team up in a long time. Verna and Big O. Yeah, so um, check it out. Yeah, CZW on the 14th. The world of wrestling. In Sewell, New Jersey. Uh, CZW uh, rules match. The, it's the wolf of wrestling. Oh, the Wolf of Wrestling. Uh, sorry about that. CZW rules match. Ricky Shane Page taking on Jimmy Lloyd, Alex Cologne, and Mix, Mr. Claxton. Trey Miguel taking on Johnny Silver. Tag Team Death Match. Storm of Entrails taking Entrails Entrails taking on the Hooligans. Ace Romero taking on Greg Excellent. Ohio is for killers, taking on the Carnies. Shane Strickland will be issuing an open challenge. And then you got the CZW Wire Championship on the line. Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman, take it on Masada. Yeah. So a bunch of upcoming events are definitely worth your time to go check out. Go support independent pro wrestling. And I think it's time to take a break. We'll so be, we'll be right back here on right back here on Marking Marking Out. Out. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back to Marking Out, episode number 348. Yeah, um, let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which it was dumb for Dean Ambrose last week, dumb for Seth Rollins. Uh, Braun Strowman picked up the victory over Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, it was pretty much once he hit that short arm clothesline and running power slam, that was it. Uh, Post match. Ah, no, I want to say the choke slam that Braun Strowman hit in that match. I've never seen anyone do that before. I thought it was awesome. And. Uh, and then I liked how he he knocked Seth Rollins out with that that punch to stop him from doing that suicide dive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, well, but, later but yeah, up, Braun yeah, Braun Strowman kept going. He kept uh, beating down Seth Rollins, leading to yeah. Dean Ambrose coming out to tr- attempt to make a save. Yeah, did absolutely nothing, and then the bark came out and, and took advantage of that of them being out. Yeah. Um it was an interesting so move. I I I condone their uh the sneak attack on them by the bar. Uh next up you had Elias pick up the victory over Titus O'Neil alongside 
uh, with Apollo Crews. Um, nothing really to note here. I mean, yeah. Was, uh, I mean, Elias yeah. pushed Apollo Crews outside of the ring, and uh, that's about it. I think this is just gonna. This is just really um, a filler until Elias. They're comfortable with Elias to carry like an IC title, which I really think that he can at the current time. Earlier in the night, Mickey James got a nice surprise in her locker room. Which apparently she has her own locker room. Yeah. Uh, she got a surprise present from, I guess, maybe Alexa Bliss? Yeah, she had a walker and some Depends. Yeah, walker and, and she, Depends. she gets out of her locker room and Emma and Alicia Fox Alicia are Fox. laughing. And then Mickey James went to Alexa Bliss's locker room, who I guess also has her own locker room. Well, she is the champ. Yeah, but what does that mean? She is the champ. They don't get their own locker rooms. Mickey James is not a champion. Bam roasted. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, I could argue Bliss having one over James. All right. I could argue that as well, but just because Mickey James has one also, your point is moot. All right, so she knocked on the door. And, and Nia Jax opened it. Yeah. Uh, so Nia Jax and Emma are friends again. You mean Alexa Bliss? Uh, yeah, Nia What did I say? Emma. Yeah. yeah Nia Jax uh, but and Alexa I, Bliss. Which is confusing because I guess they drop all of their storyline. I mean, they don't show but them. I, it could also just be like, uh, yeah, they don't show anything like where they, how they got to that point, but it could just yeah. be like Jax. Like keeping your friends close or whatever, but your enemies closer? I mean, it definitely can be uh, played off that way. I'm totally fine with Naya and Bliss being in the same room together. I mean, I, I don't see the problem. Who knows? Maybe they were discussing a little, hashing it out before Mickey James went over there. But this led to Mickey James challenging, um, I believe, Nia Jax. And this led to the next match. Mickey James picked up the victory over Nia Jax. Alyssa Bliss was at ringside. Oh, it's Alexa, bro. Yeah, Alexa Bliss was at ringside. And she, I wasn't. She picked up a victory via disqualification, which just yeah. really doesn't make sense because Mickey James was a little bound to win. Well, I was not too impressed with Mickey James' performance in this. A lot of those kicks were just bottom barrel. Just really not that good. Um, Really, really poor kicks. Why, you think that they were good? I don't think anything was bad about that. I I don't think that they were were that good. But Um, regardless, I don't like the fact fact that Nikki James is even slightly picking up a victory over Nia Jax, who just came off a dominating performance in that uh, at the pay-per-view, and Nikki James just lost to Emma... Two to three weeks ago. Yeah, well, uh, Kurt Angle gave her a title shot at TLC. Yeah, and the DQ happened with Bliss breaking up that pin. Uh, next Which up, yeah, it really that that title shot means nothing because Oscar. Uh, of course, we don't know what she's doing there, but mm-hmm. come on, or when she's going to be appearing? Or no, TLC. Um, the club picked up the victory over Jordan and Matt. Uh, they got the hit the magic killer. Not really. I mean, Jason I, Jordan. I enjoyed this as a tag team match, but like I said for the past how many weeks now, this is not what Jason Jordan needs. 
Jason Jordan shouldn't be tossed into tag team matches. It's not going to get him over as a singles wrestler. It makes no sense. He should be having the same matches that Elias is. Yeah. Elias is having a solo career, no tag team matches. And Jason Jordan should be doing that as well. I don't think maybe the only reason they're not putting him in solo matches is because they don't trust that the crowd won't boo him. But I think that he'd be fine. I think that he's a really talented wrestler and he does a really well job in the ring. I just don't know if this storyline is really working out for him, but it, the only way he has to break away from this storyline. I, I think that be, it's not, be, not going to happen. I it know, but be, being in Kurt Angle's shadow is made in no sense. Um, and it sucks. Chad Gable had, had damn good solo matches when before Shelton Benjamin came back to WWE. Uh, yeah. And they did nothing with him. They were like, oh, by the way, tag team. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah. But up next, they had a segment for the Breast Cancer Awareness Month with Dana Warrior, all the women on the roster, on the Raw roster, and uh, some cancer survivors. Um, the t-shirt that they released, uh, it sucks. I wish it was the other one that I saw that I spoke about after SummerSlam mm -hmm. or after TakeOver, I mean, because uh, I thought the design was a lot better than what they released, but I guess mm -hmm. fan opinions don't matter. <laughs> well, it was definitely uh, a great a great segment, I thought. And it's, it's nice that they involved Dana Warrior in this aspect in the Ultimate Warrior's legacy. People are, I don't know, people are quite upset. With in regards to what using Ultimate Warrior like this, well, um, I mean, especially with his, I mean, the stuff that he did prior to coming back to WWE, all the bashing and stuff that you know that he did. They're like they say that they're changing history. Yeah, to, to yeah, suit their needs. I, you know what, it could easily be that as well. Definitely. We don't know what took place behind closed doors before that Hall of Fame induction as well. Maybe they spoke about spoke about uh, his involvement. But well, who I mean, knows? just like I the mean, just it, like the lectures and stuff that he used to give like yeah. the homophobic lectures and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah. uh Yeah, and it's still obviously they're they're changing history to suit them with the whole warrior award. Mm -hmm. As that's not at all what he said, so it goes back it's the same thing. You know who? I don't know. You, you know it's not what he said. He said he specifically. Oh said, yeah, no, I, yeah, I know, I know. So, I know. Roman Reigns picked up the victory over the Miz uh, by DQ. Miz Raj at ringside, um, but like Miz Raj having that shield entrance. Yeah, that was that was pretty. I um, like that. But Roman Reigns took Miz Siraj out with a chair right away before the match even took place. Like, yeah. completely took them out. Which, Roman Reigns, why was he rewarded with this title match after doing that? Well, I think mm. it was just... No, you shouldn't. Why is Mickey James rewarded with a, with a title match? She was just about to beat so Nia Jax. Yeah. Um, but during this, I thought it was a good match. The bar interfered. I thought it was awesome. I thought this match yeah. was awesome. I was getting ready multiple times to be disappointed with Roman Reigns winning the title. 
No, I and then the bar interfered, which was good, and ended up rocking Reigns with that triple powerbomb. Yeah. Um, and they even, they even the surrounded the ring like the Shield used to do. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of it. So I, it's not Miz and Miztourage versus the Shield. It's probably going to be Miz and the Bar versus Shield, which I am definitely all for. I think yeah. that's a lot more entertaining. Um, next up, you had Finn Balor in the ring, cutting a promo on Bray Wyatt. Uh, the big takeaway from this is Bray Wyatt appears on the screen. He cuts his promo talking about Sister Abigail and saying that Sister Abigail is still here. And um, still. Yeah. And now there's people are saying that it's going to be a different gimmick of Bray. Yeah, I I saw that as well, that it's going to be, that Sister Abigail will be Bray Wyatt, which I could only imagine is kind of like a psycho uh, kind of a thing. So Bray Wyatt's going to be wrestling in drag? or Yeah, I would assume so. I would assume that he may be wearing uh, like a head, like a, a skirt or something like that, just embodying, embodying. Sister Abigail doesn't wear a skirt? I don't know. Maybe she was wearing a veil. Maybe she's in a wedding dress. Who knows? Um, I think that's but, gimmick infringement. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's going to be interesting. If it is Bray Wyatt uh, in a different form, <laughs> I think that that it's would like be... like Sister Abigail's Laurel Van Ness in, yeah, in right. WWE. I think that that would be really cool if Bray Wyatt is going to be her for now. And then maybe at some point, Sister – because this buys time. If you ever want to bring in Sister Abigail, you can still do it if you have Bray Wyatt as portraying her right now. Um, and that's Which big, Sage, I mean, Sage Beckett teased yeah. it on Twitter. Yeah, I, it, Sage Beckett's teasing it and his stuff. I mean that's a heavy load. I think no matter what, I think this is one of the most looked forward to uh, pro wrestling topics and potential storylines. From, yeah, you, you, you have to do Sister Abigail right, otherwise it'll turn into exactly. Um, and and you have to choose that wrestler portraying or or non wrestler portraying Sister Abigail very very carefully because this is I feel like this is an important an important thing that a lot of fans hold close and I feel like if you do it wrong, you just ruined something that was potentially huge. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Any ideas as to if Bray Wyatt does portray her and everything, but they do bring in uh, Sister Abigail at some point as an actual figure, any ideas, any thoughts as to who you would prefer it to be? Like, would you like Sage Beckett as Sister Abigail? I honestly don't want a Sister Abigail. Okay, so you'd rather just be... uh, like if, if they do if they do what they do with Bray, I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, I don't want a sister Abio. Okay, I I could get down with that. Um, I don't know. I could do with or without, and I'm definitely all for uh, Bray being uh, portraying Sister Abigail for now. It, it's going to be fun to see break down. Gives a new aspect to this entire Balor Bray storyline which i we thought i mean like the the storyline clearly needs to end already but with them introducing this i mean it it gives it at least another pay-per-view match yeah 
Um, next up, you had uh, the main event of the evening. Bailey and Sasha Banks picked up the victory over Alicia Fox and Emma. Uh, Emma bailing on Fox. Well, uh, Sasha Banks pushed uh, Alicia Fox into Emma, causing Emma to fall off the apron. And when it was time for Alicia Fox to need to Emma to tag in, Emma's like, nah, screw this. Yeah, so she bailed. I mean, it shows Emma's too good for the match, perhaps. Too good for her to be here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the back and forth in this match. I thought it was good. I um, I couldn't get into it too much. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good. All right. I thought uh, Monday Night Raw was a lot better than SmackDown was. And SmackDown's leading to a pay-per-view. I don't know. SmackDown, I, I, I felt like a lot of nothing happened. I wasn't too impressed with both, well, to be honest. This next segment, man, also good. You you hated it last week. I thought it was great. This week, I thought it was good again. Great again. Enzo addressing the cruiserweights, and uh, the whole division came out. They surrounded the ring, and they got up on the ring apron, and Enzo roasted all of them. He proceeded. He cut like a total heel promo, too. Yeah. A total heel promo. Uh, Grand, um, Grand Metallic was missing from this for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Once again, not just not booked. But uh, Kurt Angle came out and said that like, obviously none of the cruiserweights there could have uh, challenged Enzo for the title. And he made sure that they all knew that. And Kurt Angle introduced the newest member of the cruiserweight division. And everyone's excited. Who can it be? Who can it be? I thought for sure it was about to be a Tommy. Well, I wasn't for sure. It could have been a Tommy. It could have been Gargano. It could have been. The list goes on and on and on. But yeah, Kalisto got announced as the newest member of the 205 Live roster. Kalisto. Um, I'm not disappointed with that. I am. It's something that should have happened a long time ago. The crowd was was what the crowd not are you kidding me? no they didn't we listened to it they were very they were they were very glad with that reaction they were expecting someone a little bit more than Kalisto. i think you were expecting somebody else no re-listen to that dude re-listen to that but i was i mean i don't think that this is a good aspect to use Kalisto with I, I don't. Why is first why of all, listen, listen, even put in. Listen, listen. Why, listen. why would Angle allow for a no? No, nobody's allowed to attack him if you do. You lose a title shot clause. I don't get that. But listen, why would he agree to that? First, and so why wouldn't he agree to it? Why would like? Why not? Makes no sense. I don't. Enzo's super over. So Kurt's like, yeah, of course, none of them should be allowed to hurt you. So then he puts someone out there to hurt him. No, he introduces somebody else, a new competitor. It, dude, it makes no sense. Well, I thought it was good. And uh, the only thing that was weird is that the fact that Sin Cara joined the 205 Live division or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, completely disappeared from there. Uh, as we were saying, like, how did Kalisto not get chosen to be in there? Mm-hmm. But now, hopefully, this gives Kalisto that, like, I mean, if Enzo's in the main event, or closing Monday Night Raw, whatever. Hopefully, uh, this is good for Kalisto. I mean, I'm happy that Kalisto is in 205 Live. I'm excited to see his matches. I just wanted a little bit. I don't think that this was the proper way to introduce him. I I think that I didn't mind it, it. 
I think that it could have been a little. I could have been done a little bit better. I don't understand this this stipulation. I didn't mind it at all, but uh, it was it was odd that his music went back to the Lucha Dragons theme. Yeah. Um. Maybe it was a mistake. Who knows? Uh, At the end of the event, though, you had Roman Reigns sitting in the locker room, being all disheveled and upset, only to be joined alongside by Dean Ambrose. They look at each other, and then from far left comes on in Seth Rollins. No no fist bump thing, though. No fist bump. No fist bump. But yeah, so and it's funny because like WWE's like, oh, they've been shooting down rumors for weeks now, and it's like, oh, here they are. Yeah, but uh, is it? What do you think of this Shield reunion? I don't mind it. Is it too like? I feel like we always get Shield reunions, though. No, it's not like a one in a million deal. It's like once every four to five months, like. Five to six no. months, we when get was a the last. When was the last time they did something all together? Uh, they did that triple powerbomb spot at... Yeah. I forgot what event. Um, yeah, but they... I feel like it's just like maybe maybe seven months. But even still, I feel like it's like... You at least have some interaction with the Shield, whether it's Ambrose teaming with Rollins or something, uh, pretty often. But... Yeah, right. not under the moniker of the shield. Yeah, ho- hopefully they do have the uh, the crowd entrance though, if they do actually put this together. I don't know if it's official yet, but if they do, hopefully they had that crowd entrance because that's always nice. Uh, on to SmackDown, you had Renee Young opening SmackDown, which is always awesome. Uh, calls out Shinsuke Nakamura to interview him. On the on the promo that was cut by Jinder Mahal and his reaction to Jinder Mahal and everything like that. This leads to the Singh brothers appearing on the stage, interrupting that interview, causing a successful, uh, unsuccessful distraction for uh, Jinder Mahal to come up behind and attempt to attack Shinsuke Nakamura. But Shinsuke getting the upper hand on Mahal and uh, the Singh brothers. So... Does it, is but, this enough? To, is but this enough? He, he didn't. It wasn't successful. I mean, it was successful because they were able to fight him. Nakamura couldn't fight him off. He was outnumbered. Oh, I thought he was. And this doesn't even feel like a main event feud. No, I. It's. I don't get it. Why? Like, why are like? Have we not seen enough matches of gender, or is this just not build up good build up for Nakamura? I mean, this is. I think awful. I think it's just like it's just showing that it's like gender needs help. He can't do it on his own. That's what the storyline is. The thing I don't like is that at this pay per view, Hell in a Cell, you have a bunch of you have two gimmick matches, but one of them isn't the WWE title match. I feel like the WWE title match should be in the Hell in a Cell, especially with the outside interference from the Singh brothers on a constant basis. That It makes sense to be in a Hell in a Cell. Well, I told you that doesn't have to happen. It, it just doesn't make sense, though, that it's not in a Hell in a Cell. And it's unfortunate. I feel like this match should be in a Hell in a Cell. As per 2015, where the Hell in a Cell was Lesnar and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Well... India is going WWE, to be having 
The WWE Championship was defended before the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Well, WWE is going to be going to India later on this month. Uh, later on this month. Later on this year. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about the outcome of the match and how and Mahal's title reign. Um, so starting off the uh, SmackDown with matches, Carmella and Natalia picked up the victory over Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Uh, what do you think of the finish of the match? Natalia putting the sharpshooter on Charlotte Flair and picking up a victory over her. Considering that this I is just, the match. I hope that's not leading to Flair winning on Sunday. I mean, I I think like it's pretty I think that she will. I'm I'm happy to get the title away from Natalia. I'll not take to it. Put it on Charlotte. Hell no. I'll accept it. No, hell no. Yeah. I, I'm. I don't know. The pre-match Absolutely promo. Absolutely not. The pre-match promo backstage was dumb. Natalia is like, it's just stupid. I don't know uh, why you hate Natalia. I don't. That makes no sense. She's a good wrestler. Okay. What did you think of that promo before? Backstage. What? What are your? What's your gripe with it? I didn't. Th- I thought it was bland. It's. I don't know. I'm not a fan. You just don't like Natalia for some reason. Oh, I definitely don't. I'm not I, a fan of her. I thought it was I, super. I don't think that she's entertaining. I thought it was ridiculous that there was no follow up from last week with Tamina and Lana. Yeah. Like surely that has to tie in somewhere. I I would assume. Well, next up you had Bobby Roode making his uh, his having his first match in a long time, and guess who's it's against? Mike Kanellis. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Rude's already over. No need for a squash match like this. There's, there's the only thing it's doing is hurting Mike Kanellis. Yeah. Um, no reason for a match like this. So I think the last time they they both, yeah, Bobby Rude didn't wrestle last week. I don't believe. The last match that they had was Rude versus Mike Kanellis. Uh, maybe a month ago already. And now they're facing. The only difference is that. Maria isn't at ringside because of the announcement of her pregnancy, I would assume. Now, what do you think about the pregnancy stuff? Like, I was thinking about it, and I just bad timing. Is this one of the things where you get brought into the WWE, you get signed and everything, and then you you do have the, the blessing of getting uh, of being pregnant? And then you have to be taken back off television. No, it's gimmick, bro. It's the power of love. That's literally I guess what could, happens from love. I guess you could play that into the gimmick. No, no. I are you actually like joking or? I mean, I was. I mean, it. Because that that could be that could that could be a great way to play it off to be like she's not on television because of the power of love bringing us into this this aspect of our life that we love each other so much and now we can love for. A child, I that actually works out. Okay, that yeah. that makes me feel, even though it's not supposed to. Like I'm sure it 100 percent wasn't supposed to be planned this way. I it, it was, can, I, can, I can accept it. It was August 22nd, by the way, against Aiden English the night after, or the SmackDown after SummerSlam. That was that they wrestled. It wasn't Mike Canellis. What do you mean? It no, didn't he? It wasn't Russell Mike Kanellis after that, though. No. Not a, oh, 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 on August 29th, actually. Yeah, sorry about yeah. that. 
Yeah, no worries. Yeah, he. I think Bobby Roode. That's the, that's why I remember. I think Bobby Roode only had two matches in since his debut, and Mike Kanellis only ha- had no matches since Bobby Roode. Um. Yeah. Before that was uh, July eighteenth. Yeah. Or July twenty third on the kickoff of. Or was it I, the kickoff? Probably of battle with Kanellis. With, uh, with Mike. Yeah, it was Mike Canellis and Sami Zayn. Zane. And then after okay. that, they had SmackDown, July 25th, Sami Zayn teaming up with Ty Dillinger to take on English and Canellis. Oh, I forgot the tag team match. But, like, I, I I hope that more comes of Rude. I know they're playing into Ziggler now, but and I also hope more comes from Mike Canellis. But I appreciate you bringing up that aspect of Power of Love because that makes me feel a lot better with this. So speaking of Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler came out, spoke about his entrance for Hell in a Cell. He played a siren, cut that off, came out banging a drum, had party poppers, uh, groggers, an air horn. When does it become too much? The feud's over entrances. Like, when does it become over the top? Like, all right, at first it's, yeah, yeah, do Warrior, do Bailey, do Triple H, do Undertaker. But when does it get tiring? Like, when, like it well, just sounds like he didn't do he's, anything again, so. It just sounds like he's complaining. It doesn't even sound like he just sounds like he's complaining. And it's starting to get annoying to me. Uh, but maybe it's supposed to. I mean, he is the heel. So, next up, you had the Usos cutting a promo. New Day meeting them at ringside. Um, Pretty much your basic setup for the pay-per-view upcoming. Yeah, it was more serious than funny, which is good. Um, And then there's really, there's nothing left for, to to sell this match. I I, I hope it steals the show. I hope it cements both teams as being two of the best tag teams of all time. I just hope that this is the end of the feud right it's, now. It, it's 100%. New Day's picking up the victory. That's it. No more Usos. I, I really hope that that's how it is because we've said this with, I believe, Orton and Mahal where, like, oh, this should be the last match. Okay, why are they doing this? Okay, this should be oh, – okay, we're doing another pay-per-view. Hopefully this is it. This seals the deal. New Day on top. Um. Next up, you had Ty Dillinger pick up the victory over Baron Corbin. Um, there was one aspect that Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin suplexed Dillinger into the ropes from the outside of the ring and like had him in a three of woe position on the ropes from the outside. I thought that was interesting. And I was starting to think, like, fantasy book, what else could be done from that setup? Yeah. You know, like, um, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody use the ropes on the outside. As an assist, like inside, you can do ring ba- rebound and stuff. I would be kind of interested to see what hap- what else you could do off of the suplex into there. But as far as the match goes, Ty Dillinger wins. How? Yes. And then they announce Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles for the title of the pay per view. If I was Ty Dillinger, I would go into Shane McMahon or Daniel Bryan's office and really protest this and get in there. It makes which no sense. Have- how can how can Baron Corbin lose to Ty Dillinger and then become number one contender without Dillinger being in the match? I I can definitely see him being tossed in probably the day of Which is stupid. I mean, I mean, look what's happened with the other title with the women's division, 
how people just go right into the office and say, I want I want to be in this. I want this. And they're like, okay, you get it. So I could only presume that either Dillinger, that's going to happen, or Dillinger is going to cost one of them that match to lead to a triple threat match. Um, which I'm okay with. AJ which Styles cutting a promo after. Yeah. yeah, leads to Survivor Series, Dillinger, Corbin, and AJ Styles with maybe Corbin going over. I hope not. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the uh, uh, Dana. Yes, yeah. which was exa- almost exactly word for word from Monday Night Raw. I feel like they could have done something a lot differently. I don't know what, but there was yeah. really no reason to repeat a segment like that. Other than yeah. to get the breast cancer awareness thing over, but there was there had to have been another way to do that. Yeah, are we going to see this every single week? I don't know. I'm I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure, but it's going to be interesting to see how they go about it. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's a good deed and everything. And I wish I wish WWE Shop released those pink T-shirts again, the pink versions of the other T-shirts. Oh, the released. They don't do that anymore. No, they haven't done it for quite some time now. Since probably I thought they, 2012 I thought, or 13. I thought last year they did like at least three shirts, though. No, they had. I think they were black, and they were just like generic John Cena shirt esque shirts or something. Yeah, they 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 did have a like very minimal though. I think there was just one. I mean, I don't know. Just like they definitely didn't have a Zack Ryder one like they used to. No, they just. But. I think it was just one generic breast cancer shirt huh well hopefully they do put out a few more items wwe.com wwe shop is putting on uh putting up i feel like more more better material like better items so let's see what happens with that Uh, for some reason there is a kevin a new kevin owens shirt up on wwe shop that is 27 dollars 27.99 as opposed to the the 24.99 huh which I don't understand why. Like it could just be a mistake or something that maybe a limited edition, like limited time offer. No, it just says it's just a normal. It's just a normal shirt. It says fight anyone. Yeah. In, in the I'm SmackDown not... colors. Yeah. So I hope that's not like gonna be the norm for a T-shirt price now because that's just ridiculous. I hope not. Like twenty four ninety nine is a lot, which is why you got to wait for these things to go on sale. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I agree with you. Uh, next up, you had Randy Orton pick up the victory over Aiden English, who was alongside Rusev. Um, English, I'm happy that he got offense in there. Thanks, to, you- thanks to Rusev. Yeah, he controlled like the first minute and a half of the match, and then the other minute and a half was RKO. Orton and hitting that RKO. Mm. Um, but it's good to see English getting over a little bit, but obviously the bigger picture is Orton and Rusev again. Yeah, Rusev went to attack Orton afterwards, and as he slid into the ring, Orton did the whole drop down where he did the RKO taunt, so. Yeah, um, this, this is another match that has to be, like, that's it, the Rusev-Orton. Yeah, it has to be Uber. I I can't see this carry over to Survivor Series, you know? It better not. I uh, this has to, especially because you had the the quick victory, quick victory, and now like hopefully that's it. 
But where does... I mean, I don't know where they moved to. But I just want to see Rusev and Aiden English paired up more, so... Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I might as well mention it here, but Randy Orton... Uh, I listened to the Edge and Christian podcast. Uh, Chris told me about how John Cena was on and Randy Orton on a separate episode. Yeah. And Randy... And I listened to it. It was really good interviews. And Randy Orton put over Aiden English pretty heavily. I was surprised. He was talking about how he thinks that English and Corbin have like what it takes and everything and how he's so limited to in what he can do to put over English and these other guys. But he he likes to be able to find these moments where he could let them get that offense and try to get them give them as much as he can. And that's good. To I, hear. I was, yeah, no, dude, I highly suggest listening to the it, I mean, John Cena, you can I listened. Much I listened to Cena's. Yeah, definitely the Randy Orton. He just – it puts a different – I mean obviously you and I always expected him to be a, a cool guy, you know. We never really bought into his entire – how a lot of fans bash him. We never really bought into that. Well. We knew he was just well, – we, we, we <laughs> I mean, there's, there's definitely times where yeah. that stuff like that happens. But Orton was – like I can't put over how nice Randy Orton was, how like – person was just like the person like tried to prevent him from doing what he wanted to do or from what i asked him to do and and uh orton's like are you kidding me like yeah give me this and well that's the thing like orton gets a bad rep and everything and i think that a lot of it has to do with he just wants to be left alone and i have to say if 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 randy orton didn't do what he did i don't think john cena would have done what he did when I met them. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know. Cause refresh my memory. When I, I, when I, I just wanted it personalized. I just wanted it to say to Brandon or whatever. Yeah. Which I'm surprised that none of them do anymore because I would assume like you want to reduce the aspect of them being, of reselling. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I would expect that you want to have like them signed. So this way they can't just take this and then sell it on eBay that's like Christian was like, oh, do you like, do you want me to write to Brandon? I was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so it, when I met John, it was like way early on in their careers, like 2003, I think it was. And, uh, wow. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I said, I asked, I was like, can you write this to Brandon? And the handle was like, no, absolutely not. And Randy Orton, like looks like he's, they're both sitting down at the table. Cena's 8x10's already up in the hand of the handler. Uh-huh. And when she, the, she, I think it was a woman, she goes, absolutely not. Orton, like, does, like, that slow, methodical turn <laughs> and, like, looks up at her and goes, give me that. And yeah. John Cena then goes, yeah, give it back. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really like you would actually really enjoy this interview. It's kind of funny because they go on to they talk about so much. Like he puts over heavily Christian and Edge. Apparently that we we used to bash that entire Edge Christian. Um, no, we didn't. I don't remember bashing well, th- that. I thought dude. that we bashed it. Maybe, maybe I we were like tired of Edge it, and but- Edge and I mean not Edge. Christian and Randy Christian. Orton had one of the best feuds in pro wrestling. Maybe Apparently. at the time I wasn't like yeah. All I think into at the time we were getting tired of it. Like the no, one they one. had they had some really good matches. Dude, he went on. Apparently, they were scrapping it. 
they were going to scrap the entire storyline and put Mark Henry in that scene with Orton. And it got and Christian and Orton met with Vince, tried to meet with Vince to plead their case to let them finish this out to Survivor Series or SummerSlam. And to the point where Randy Orton showed up to the arena early to meet Christian to get this over. And they believed in it so much that that's what they did for the storyline to finish it. And it's just like he goes on to talk about how he cannot wait to turn heel, like how he hates being babyface. And then he talks about how he wishes that he could be in the Wyatt family for life. He lo- like he was putting them over for their fat Zeke, which he calls it what fat Zeke oh, instead of physique. Fat? fat Zeke, yeah. He's like, if it was up to me, I would wear jeans and a tank top every single wrestling event. How Bray Wyatt jeans and, and a tank Wyatt- top don't make you fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was putting over how they have it pretty much made because he has to wear these spandex and has to try to look in shape and how. It, you would like it. Like they talk about the injuries that they do to each other by accident. They talk about how Randy Orton, the first time that they met was before Randy Orton got signed, Bob Orton brought Randy into the locker room to introduce. And Christian joked or Christian, I think, said to him like, hey, you know, like maybe at some point down the line, we'll get in that ring together before he was even signed. So it was. it's really cool because they were talking about how, I guess – Edge and Christian are viewed as like Randy Orton's like uncles, even though they're closer to like a brother age. And it just really, I highly suggest any but any any pro wrestling fan listen to that John uh, John Cena and Randy Orton interview. Both were really entertaining. And for the record, you could be any age and be an uncle. Yes, you could be any age to be an uncle. Yes, <laughs> as, as our family has proven. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, SmackDown closing the show with Shane McMahon and uh, Kevin Owens supposed to have a face-to-face. Uh, Shane announced that the Hell in a Cell match will be a false count anywhere. I Which, what, you don't like it? Okay. I, I, I think first, it works in favor of Shane. Ex- because, I, think that I mean, it with works his whole of, daredevil. Exactly. Stuff. I think it works in favor. At first, I didn't understand it at all. But... Now I as for thinking about it, it definitely plays into that that daredevil aspect where either if he does an elbow drop or something off the top of the cage, he's able to fit he doesn't have to get back into the ring to finish the match. He can finish it right there on the spot. Right. It means or, they can finish on top of the cell or something. They can go through the cell. Or the other aspect is something that I came across, maybe they if they pre-tape something. Oh, I don't if want they, to see pre-tape. I I know that would be the something that we do not want to see, but if they it does allow them to pre-tape a big spot that even you can have a stunt, uh, a, a, a double for Shane McMahon take the stunt and then then finish the match. Um, that allows that aspect too. Okay, so this segment you had um, Kevin Owens up in the stands and Shane McMahon went after him. And when he caught up to Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens was ready, attacked Shane. Blindsided him. Put him through the concession stand table, uh, the merchandise table. You got to appreciate how much Shane trusts these wrestlers, you know? To take a powerbomb through a concession stand table and everything. I, I, I really do love seeing how the trust factor in all this at times. Yeah, prior to this segment, though, 
Uh, Sami Zayn met with Shane McMahon backstage, and Shane kind of brushed him off. So with this false, false count anywhere thing, there's always potential for Zayn to... Honestly, there's potential for him to align with Kevin Owens. You know, I was reading an article about that the other day. And Seriously? that, yeah, and that may be a great aspect to put Sami Zayn in. It could be a new, uh, of a new gimmick, a new redefining of Sami Zayn, especially with the, especially with it being false count anywhere. Uh huh. There's definitely potential to see somebody else get involved. So, yeah, I think that putting Sami Zayn together with Kevin Owens, like maybe. Kevin Owens just breaks Sami Zayn into that, like, because he keeps on t- reminding him that he's a failure, that he's not living up to his potential, and that he's doing this and doing that, and Sami Zayn keeps on going along with it. So Sami could just snap and be like, "You're right, I need to stop this," and then you have that entire push. So yeah, good. so Sunday there's a WWE pay per view that being held in a cell from Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, just a friendly reminder that Little Caesars is not real pizza. No. But it's pizza product, and I think they should have to be called pizza product, like Domino's and Papa John's and whatever else. Just like Kraft Cheese has to be really called cheese product. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I concur. Uh, we found out that instead of this past episode of SmackDown, uh, Fashion Files will be returning at... Hell in a Cell, so I'm looking forward to that. Now, are they going to be the only returns at Hell in a Cell? What does that mean? Will the Wyatt family... What does that mean? Will the Wyatt family show up to take out Fashion Files? Will we find out that they were the ones that destroyed their office? I don't know. But there is is one uh, kickoff show match announced. That being Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin versus the Hype Bros, uh, where the Hype Bros have been arguing with each other backstage recently. Yeah, really teasing that breakup. So you gotta go with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I think that they will be picking up that victory. Let me write you down over here. All right. I mean, you, you really probably shouldn't do voices, so... No. But speaking of no. voices, Randy Orton versus Rusev, I'm going to say Randy Orton. Yeah, I am going Randy Orton as well. Um, you got Bobby Roode taking on Ziggler. I'm going to go with Bobby Roode. Yeah, it's, come on, Bobby Roode. All right. You know what? Uh, yeah. Keep in mind, this is, I believe, Roode's debut pay-per-view. Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to stick with. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to switch it. No, I'm going to say Rude. I mean, Ziggler's new gimmick. For the WWE United States Championship, AJ Styles taking on Baron Corbin. I'm sticking with the champ, AJ Styles. We're going to just say the same thing over and over again. Except I, for the next match. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, the next match, you have Natalia, the women's title on the line. Natalia defended against Charlotte Flair. I'm saying Natty. I'm saying Natty in hopes that she wins. I don't want Charlotte to win. Brandon so. playing with his heart. 
All right. You got the tag team title on the line in a Hell in a Cell match. New Day, the champs, defending against the Usos. I'm picking New Day. Yep, New Day. I should just write down all of our picks going down. Was it already uh, confirmed that it's Big E and Kofi? I think that it may be all three. There's I don't no think that way. they confirmed. They haven't confirmed anything yet. It's not going to be a three-on-two match. It could easily turn into that. I, I mean, I, I would like I would like to have seen a three-on-two, even though like it's not really that wouldn't really set the tone of ending a feud. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So here's hoping a new day wins. I mean, I could only maybe this is where. Gable and Benjamin start to make their way into the scene. Doubt it. But a singles match for the WWE Championship, since it's clearly not the main event. Yeah. Uh, Jinder Mahal taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Gonna stick with the champ. Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Um, what there, do you like, think? Are there ever pay-per-views this... where the title doesn't change? Yeah, plenty. Like There's no titles change? Yeah, no titles change. Yeah, we've had... I think I don't want to go through, but I think we had one or two this year already. Title. Yeah. No. Um. There's one that changed. Well, next up. Well, what before we move on? Nakamura Mahal. What does this say about Nakamura's stock if he loses again? Yeah. Well, that's it. Is what it is. Well, next up, main event of the evening: Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell match. Kevin Owens, take it on Shane McMahon. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. Yeah. You going to go with Owens? Yeah. All right. Um, huh. All right. Well, the only match we got different is that women's match. And I think that inside you know it's going to end up being a flare. <laughs> you just don't want it to be. Right. <laughs> um, before we move on, I just want to. By the touch- way, also, I was just going to say Great Balls of Fire was the last pay per view without a title change. When was that? That was May. No, okay, July. So- that was July. All right, so this year. Um, all right, so yeah, uh, nothing really to touch about on 205 Live. I like how Gulak, I'm starting to compare him to Right to Censor. The way that they both go about their business with. Pretty much protesting the uh, right, 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 what's right. taking place. Also, uh, also June had Money in the Bank. No, uh, I don't think there was a title change. Yeah, told you there was a few. So yeah, I guess it happens. Um, you know, outside of two hundred five live NXT, um, you had Kyrie Sane make her NXT debut, taking on the victory over uh, Leah. and Drew McIntyre defended his championship against Roderick Strong, picking up a victory. Roderick Strong being met by Undisputed Era on the ramp, though. No clue what their association or alignment is there. Um, also, Leo Rush was going to have a matchup against uh, Aleister Black. Leo Rush making his in-ring debut. But while Aleister Black was making his entrance, Velveteen Dream attacked Leo Rush from behind. And that match went to scrap. Um as we mentioned before, it's cool to see Velveteen Dream and Leo Rush get to have some in, uh, interactions in the ring at NXT, too, because they were tag team partners in uh, MCW. Yeah. In yeah, it's cool. And as you predicted a long time ago, looks like more and more things are going to be happening 
to Almas, as uh, Thea Trinidad uh, made mention to. So we'll see what happens with all of that leading up. So, uh, hey, Dave. Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go check out Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Also, give a follow to at WrestlingIQ101. Last week, they had an interview with Arcadia and Colin West. This week, they have an interview with ECW original Nunzio. Go give them a listen. Go give them uh, some support. Also, check out Shining Wizards at Wizards Podcast. They have been doing a retweet this to for your chance to win a t-shirt. Maybe you'll be the lucky one, so give, give them a follow. Also, go check out Absolute Wrestling Entertainment at A Wrestling E. They have an event taking place on the 15th in uh, Ontario, Canada, uh, Hamilton. Uh, Tyson Ducks taking on Josh Alexander and Rip Impact in a triple threat match. For the AWE World Championship, you got the Riot Makers taking on Fight or Flight, Chelsea Green, Evil Uno taking on Ethan Page, and so much more. Cody Diener, Hipster, and a lot of fun. So go check out Absolute Wrestling Entertainment. Also give a follow to PPW Wrestling Entertainment. PPW Wrestling 1, they have an event taking place on October 21st that you should check out, but we'll cover that. A little bit in the future. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? Listen to Brandon's shout-outs, because when there are shout-outs, <laughs> there's honey. First shout-out is going to Tom Petty. Unfortunately, um, passed away this past week. Uh, and it's a shame. It's weird. Yeah. What a weird news day that was, too. It's like, reports came out that he was dead. And then reports came out that he wasn't yet. And then later on in the day, unfortunately, he did pass away. Yeah, I think that's where social media does play an, have a negative aspect, where they prematurely pre, uh, announce the passing away of someone. Yeah, um, I, I don't even know if it's like necessarily uh, social media. I just think it's like everyone has to be first. Yeah, so I think because of that aspect, it's it's premature, but um, very sad. I mean, he ton of classics, but and he, and he was he was young. Yeah, in his sixties. I, I, yeah, I one of sixty six. One of the people I wanted to see, but uh, never got that chance to. So mm. that's unfortunate. Uh, but on a more positive note. Next shout out goes to WWE Shop uh, because they released the Zack Ryder Funko Pop online from New York Comic Con. Yeah, we we jumped right on that. Yeah, definitely. We had to have been like the first six orders. (laughs) (laughs) Well, definitely really happy we were because they sold out, but then they went back up and then they sold out again. They did. They re- resold out again. Yeah. All right. Well, but but then there's they're up on Fye as well. But the sticker says Fall Convention, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to what WWE Shops says is New York Comic Con. So I'm I'm like I would assume 
WWE Shops is going to be the fall convention sticker, mm-hmm. as opposed to the actual New York Comic Con sticker one. But see, it sucks. I wish those came before tomorrow, so I would know. I could just wait outside the Funko booth and be like, "Oh, do you are you getting the Rider one? Can I can I pay you to get it for me?" Mm-hmm. But thank thank God I didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I could um, just I could just get them from WW Shop, whatever. I'll have I'm it. really surprised that they released them too. Definitely was not why. expecting that. I, I I wasn't expecting it, but I don't know why you're surprised. It's a WW Superstar. Well, I'm surprised that because it's a Comic Con exclusive. Yeah, well, I mean, I still don't. I don't. I still think it's probably going to say Fall Convention as as opposed to New York Comic Con. So. Hmm. So that like that's not surprising. What's surprising more is that they released like Toys R Us exclusives on WWE Shop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but the last shout outs going to Conan. Um, I don't even know if I mentioned this last week, but for the second, no, how could I have? Right when did it? When they announced it? Uh, second year in a row though. They're doing shows at at uh not Comic Con, the Apollo Theater. In November, and I, uh, I, as soon as I heard him say that, I got I put in to get tickets, and I got chosen. Ah, that's very cool. So now you can, so now you're you're actually going. You don't have to buy tickets, right? No, you can't buy tickets to that. Right, it's a, it's just a lottery that you win. Yeah, but you, right, yeah, so very so cool. They, they announced it on the fourth, mm-hmm. or actually probably the third. And I did mm-hmm. it at night, so yeah, so that's awesome, and I can't wait to see Conan again. And I wonder, like, there's like they have Justice League coming out then. Uh huh. Um, what else was big? Thor Ragnarok comes out then. So maybe you'll see one of them in action. Yeah, it's New York City, so we, I mean, it's possible. It's a, I mean, honestly. Conan does like full cast things sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I know more so for Comic Con, but um, yeah. So I mean, you could potentially see more than one person from Thor Ragnarok. I could potentially see uh, Justice League, even though I don't care about the Justice League. Yeah, I I think that no matter what, you'll enjoy it, though. Unless it's some like out there guess that it's like, oh damn it. <laughs> Wish there is that possibility. Yeah, there's. I don't know. Sometimes his jokes are really funny. Sometimes they're blat to me. Well, sometimes, uh, well, more than sometimes, you're blat to me. So bam roasted. Yeah, but now okay. it's time for our our Right, our marked out moment of the week. Dave, t- 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 take it away. Um, I definitely marked out while listening to the Edge and Christian podcast just because listening to the John Cena interview and then Randy Orton interview. You know what I, very... I don't like, though, is that they're phone interviews. I don't like I, – I hate phone interviews. Oh, I'm, I'm fine with phone interviews. No, because sometimes you I do hear – I'm totally fine with phone interviews. There's I like, think that they're, there, I, there has like Skype is such a better way that you can just download Skype, John Cena. 
Just yeah. get Skype, damn it. Um, <laughs> I think that this was a great interview. I don't care about the phone or not phone. Uh, and I definitely highly suggest everyone go check it out. Give it a listen. What about yeah. you? Uh, yeah, so uh, the embargo of posting video clips from WW2K18 has been lifted. So there's been like an influx of video clips posted. Um, and the game officially comes out, uh, well, not officially, but if you got the deluxe or Cena edition, it comes out on the 13th, which is next Friday. Although I think you can get it, uh, Thursday night at like 9 PM some places, or maybe just during the day in general, but mm -hmm. regardless, which is now to pro wrestling slash marking out pro wrestling slash marking out because I didn't say it before. Vader is no longer the WWE version of Vader. It's the WCW version of Vader, and he comes with the Mastodon helmet, which is just so weird that, like, of the people that got updated, he was one of them. Mm -hmm. But I think that's really cool that, was, that he was updated. I was, like, looking for other people that were changed from last year to this year. I was hoping mm -hmm. uh, Bam Bam Bigelow would... would be different but he's the exact same what would be different with him though oh man like an ecw version or something or just a different attire oh but uh yeah should be should be interesting to see like the full roster everyone once it's released so yeah but that was the mark out moment of the week take us home Episode 348. Take us home, Dave. 348. You heard it. All right. So go check out past episodes, marknow.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Also, give us a like, facebook.com slash marknow. Follow us on Twitter at marknow, at bttg161, at dave 3 underscore mo, and subscribe, youtube.com slash marknow11. And... We wish you would buy some t-shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash mark it out. <laughs> the best of, best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors.